Thank you for listening to this week's episode of our Simple Life with Jesus series. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. You know, this is a beautiful time of year. I, I love this time of year. You know, I grew up out in West Texas, and and spring was a was a great time, except the fact that the wind blew even more than it normally did. Um, and, but things still did come alive. I love the the fact that in spring everything comes back to life. Everything that has been dormant now you start to to see new life in. Uh, but out in West Texas, that is limited. There is a beauty. In West Texas, and I will uh, I will argue with anyone uh, about that fact, but I do understand that it is a beauty that you have to look for a little bit differently. One thing that I love about uh, Elgin and Central Texas in this area is that when spring hits, uh, everything changes and it begins to change rapidly. And I think just over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, obviously we've already had the blue bonnets and things like that, but now everything is in full force. You know, and so spring kind of comes on and you start getting the, the blue bonnets and the scissor tails start coming in and, and things like that. But then all of a sudden, it's like a switch is flipped and everything starts producing. All of a sudden, my grass is growing uh, wildly. My trees are completely bloomed out. And it's like it happened overnight. And the other day, I was mowing and uh, I was rudely interrupted by walking along and I was actually listening to a podcast and so my head was kind of down and I was just uh, listening and and mowing and all of a sudden I just walked right into a branch that was way lower than it should be and and so I I looked at my tree (laughs) with new eyes and I realized man my tree needs trimming uh, horribly you know there were so many limbs and stuff that now with with all of the uh, new leaves and things like that, that they were just drooping and way too low. And so I needed to, to do some trimming. And of course, I, last year I had bought a, a extension that I can put on my weed eater and, and it's a pole chainsaw. And so I, I literally used that chainsaw for about one minute and I look around and it's like I'd cut down the whole tree. I spent an hour gathering up all of the branches and things like that and uh, putting them in a, a huge pile to be hauled off. And uh, But then I looked at the tree and it made a huge difference. Now I still see lots of things that need to be done and lots of trimming that I still need to do. Uh, but it was amazing what just a little bit of trimming did. Uh, no longer did I have to worry about running into the, the trees and hitting my head and on the leaves and the limbs. You know, and I started thinking about that. I started thinking about that wonderful passage where Jesus uses the, the vine and the branches. Uh, and he, he talks about those. I, I want to read that passage for us. I want to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, this is in John 15. And Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. 
This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now this is a, a wonderful passage, and, and John he can be very wordy at times, and, and you see him talking about, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches, uh, remain in me, I also remain in you. Um, but the, the point is fairly clear here. Um, it's, it's the image of a, uh, of a, a grapevine, and that in order for the branches to survive, they have to be connected to that main vine. Um, and then there's that time for pruning whenever you cut them back so that they will be prepared to come back even uh, more full. Uh, and then, of course, that idea of those who are not connected to the vi- vine, uh, that they are just discarded. You know, and there's lots of ways people have approached this passage, and, and I've thought about it from a lot of different angles. And um, sometimes we we may focus too much on on those who are uh who are cut off and thrown into the fire. We debate, well, what does that mean? And, and all of that. And, and, and I think sometimes we can overcomplicate it. But one of the things that really stuck out to me as I was thinking about this passage this time is this idea of pruning and why we need to be pruned. And that's, that's a very strange word to, to use uh, whenever we're talking about ourselves. Um, but, but what is God, what is Jesus saying here? Why, why is he saying it's so important for us to be pruned? And, and a lot of times I've, I thought of this and from the perspective of, you know, there's those things in our life that we know we shouldn't be doing. Uh, those, those hidden sins, maybe they're not hidden sins, maybe they're overt sins. Uh, those things that we do in our life that we just know, man, I've got to stop that. That is not, not healthy. And we need to allow Christ to prune that, to, to take that away from us. And, and I think that is part of what Jesus is talking about here. But, you know, there's a, another aspect to it. See, whenever I was looking at my tree before I trimmed it, there was nothing really unhealthy about the tree. There were the, the leaves and the branches that I cut down were completely healthy. There was nothing wrong with them. But the problem was is that there was so much, it was just causing the whole tree to kind of droop and to get in the way. You know, I started thinking about that. I, I wonder if sometimes as Christians, we, uh, we allow ourselves to be overcome and burdened by all the good things that we are doing. Now, you may say, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, how can you do too many good things? Well, I think sometimes we are encouraged and we are pushed to get involved in a lot of different activities that that show us and show others that we love God. Right? Sometimes we do those um, because we really love to do them. Sometimes it's because we just keep getting asked to do things. And all of a sudden we look and we're like, man, look at all these different things that I'm doing. And they're all good. But man, I just feel overwhelmed by it all. You know, one of the dangers that we can do in the Christian life is uh, is we can always be looking at what can I do more? I'm not doing enough. You know, sometimes this can come 
from the perspective of, you know, there are still lost people out there, and we need to be saving them. We need to be going out and, and converting them. And while I, I believe that we have a responsibility to go and to make disciples, man, we have to be careful if when that becomes a burden on us, that all we see is, oh, there's more to be done. I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do a better job. Um, what what discipleship program that I can I get involved in that will help me do uh, do better and be a better disciple maker? Sometimes we can overwhelm ourselves. You know, one of the things that I see in Christian life now is kind of the trend towards lots of different movements. A lot of those are connected with social justice things. We see all the things in the world that are that are wrong and the injustice that is out there and we feel like we've got to fix it all what am i going to do what am i going to do to to fix the problem of poverty in the world what am i going to do to fix the problem of racial inequality what am i going to do to fix the problem of gender inequality all these movements all of which are things that the bible speaks to and sometimes we feel like, man, we, we've got to fix it all. And if we're not careful, we can become so focused on all the things we want to fix and all the good things we want to do, we start becoming kind of like my tree that just starts drooping and becoming weary. See, I think Jesus would speak to us and say, you know what, Maybe you need to be pruned a little bit of those things. Maybe you need to realize that the most important thing is abiding and remaining in me. It's not getting involved in another Bible study or another discipleship program or another movement. Those things can be wonderful. But the most important thing thing we do and the most life-giving thing that we do is remaining in him i feel sometimes we are pressured to get more and more involved with things that are good but yet all of a sudden we feel ourselves being very burdened and maybe we need to let jesus come in and prune us and help us to focus on our relationship with him. I want you to sit down for just a moment. And I'm going to read to you this passage again. I'm going to read it out of the message. I just wanted you to hear these words. And I want you to think about how you are remaining in him. How are you abiding in Christ? From John 15, I am the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes, and every branch that is grape-bearing he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I have spoken. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, 
but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me, and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. Abide in him. Don't become burdened by all the activity and the movements and the good things that you strive to do. Make sure you never neglect your intimate and personal relationship with your Savior. 